Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Today we'll be in the book of Genesis chapter 20, verses 1 through 20, and Genesis chapter 13, verses 1 through 18. The title of this sermon is, All the land which you see I give to you and your descendants forever. Here is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. And Pharaoh called Abram in verse 18 and said, What is this that you have done to me? He knew immediately, like, hey, bro, what did you do to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say that she, she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. So we know he didn't take her as his wife. But you're trying to figure out, well, who told him? Did Sarah tell him? Hey, bro, we can't get married. I'm married. Right? Well, we don't know. God, the scripture doesn't give us that. But he figured it out. He said, why did you, why did you say that she was my sister? I, I might have taken her as my wife. Now, therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go on your way. And so Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that they had. The thing that we need to remember is if we're going to be a blessing to others, the only way that's going to happen is from us being in the will of God. We need to be in the will of God. That's important for us to remember. Remember Jonah? Jonah did the same thing. Jonah's on the boat, and they're, they're being tossed in the boat, and they know somebody's cursed. They start casting lots. And they're like, who brought this on the boat? Jonah did. They threw him off the boat. I'm like, bro, you got to go. As soon as that happens, the water calms down, and then Jonah swallowed up by a fish. If God's called you to do something, he's called you to do it, and he will move things into place like you've never thought, because I'm sure Jonah never thought he'd be swallowed up by a fish and in a fish for three days. But Jonah's at the bottom of the boat. That's the, the craziest part of that story is Jonah's at the bottom of the boat sleeping like there's no care in the world. And Jonah's in sin because he's in disobedience with God. It's the same thing with Abraham. Abram, I'm going to do that all the time. Abram's done the same thing. He's gotten things, gifts from the Pharaoh. Like he's doing good. Like, man, I got more stuff when I got here for lying. Don't play that game. Don't you play that game with the, the devil. Thinking that he's blessing you. for well, Oh, man, I'm getting this, this, and this. And, man, all I had to do was say this other thing that's a lie. And I got all this stuff. Don't you play the game. It's, your lie will be revealed. Your sin will be revealed. You may think there's a blessing in it for a little bit of time, but it will be revealed. See, look at it. We're already in chapter 13. Didn't think we were going to do it. We're going to do it. Miss Donna was worried. We're going to get through it, I promise. 
These, these are self-explanatory, these two chapters. That's why there's a lot, just a basic, basic theology. There's not a whole lot of deep digging. Um, but it, what, what's beauty about it is there's so much for us to learn from, from Abram. Because we're just like Abram, right? In verse 1 it says, Then Abram went up from Egypt, and he and his wife and all that he had, and with Lot, uh, Lot went them, uh, to the south. Abram was very rich in livestock and silver and gold. So we're saying that now over time, Abram's massed a, a lot of livestock. He's, he's been blessed, and that, that blessing's already being answered by God. It's silver and gold that he has. And he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning. And between Bethel, uh, Bethel and Ai and to the place of the altar which he had made, there at first, and there Abram called on the name of the Lord. I love that. He calls on the name of the Lord. And, and it's a reminder that they, the place is there where he had worshipped God. And for us to remember the commitment that we are to have to, to have that time with God as well. That we, we carve out our time with the Lord. In verse 5 it says, Lot also who went with Abram had flocks and herds and tents. Now the land was not able to support them as they might dwell together for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of, of the livestock of Lot's livestock. And the Canaanites and the uh, uh, Perizzites then dwelt in the land. So there is not enough space for Abram and Lot. There's not enough room for their livestock so they have to move there's strife that's happening they're fighting the the herdsmen are fighting with each other and and what a what an ungodly example because these these men were supposed to be known as men of god the god of israel the god of abram right and here you have division and fighting and it's happening with the canaanites and the and the perizzites and and the reason it's happening in front of them is they're worshiping false gods, right? They're worshiping false gods. We remember that for us, our example should always be as a follower of Christ to be the example of Christ. In John 13, 35, it says, By this all know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. We, we have to represent God correctly. And, and I love the way that Abram handles this because we're going to be dealing with strife this weekend, corrupt talk, bitterness. And, and this just ties right into our verses for Ephesians this week. And, and so it's important, uh, like God is trying to remind us, that, that we are to be a godly example and how we handle things should be. I mean, this is a great example the way that Abram handles us. How does he handle it? With no pride. Very humble. Very humble. And that's important for us to remember. That's, it's hard because what do we want to do? We want our point to be heard. Right? I, I, I want to be heard. I want, and that's pride. We need to be humble. And Abram's going to do that. Verse 8, it says, So Abram said to Lot. Now, we wouldn't be in this problem if somebody had been left at home. Okay? This is what partial disobedience causes. Now, it took years for this to build up. And it's going to continue to be a huge problem for Lot. Huge problem. 
And so Abram said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me. And between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, we are brethren. We're brothers. We're brothers. First, he says very, very blunt off the bat, we are the two leaders, right? We're the two leaders. Let there be no strife between us as leaders, right? Sometimes leaders get very, like they want to, they get like bulls in a, in a china shop. They both want their ways and neither one of them wants to humble themselves and that's not how we're supposed to be. Well, this is how we do it. Well, there may be a new way of doing it. Why don't you let the other person take a shot, right? Give it, a, give it a shot. Let's see what happens. And they may do it and you go, okay, we'll never do it that way again. But it's okay. At least you let them be heard, right? But then he says, not only there be strife between, no strife between you and me, but then he says, as leaders, right? As leaders, there should be no strife between your herdsmen and my herdsmen. Because we set the example. We set the example. For me in the house, I set the example as the leader of the home. And so if I'm running around and, and, and causing strife within the family, who, that's not benefiting anybody, right? We're to be working together as a family unit. We're to be working together as a church, as brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and, and it's just a reminder, it starts with the leadership. It's always the leader's. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, then I'll go to the left. Matthew 5, 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. This is very basic, like, hey, Lot, whatever you want, you take it. And I'll go the other direction. Sometimes we have to go the other direction. Didn't think of it that way, did you? No, we're supposed to work this out. You're doing this. And God's saying, hey, look, you take the right. He takes the left. And you go. And it's okay. It's okay because, look, there's, I got blessings that are going to happen for lots of people. And I have blessings that will happen for, the, for Abram. I mean, Lot makes bad decisions. That's what puts him in this position that he's in. But the beauty of that is he's, Abram's being a peacemaker. And that's the same thing we are to be as well. Now, it's hard to make peace if the other person is not willing to make it. But then you just pray for them. You pray for them. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. It requires two parties to make peace. Now, you can make peace with God with the situation and be okay with it. And like, Lord, I wish them all the best. I pray for them. I love them. They're your kids. They're, 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 we want what's best. But are we going to be peacemakers? Are we going to get right with God? Are we going to confess the parts that we have in the situation as well? We need to. We need to. You know, it's sad. I, you know, we were talking, I was talking to Kirk this week, and I always remember when my, my aunt passed away, or my grandmother passed away, and my aunts were there. And my, 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 my nana hadn't even been put in the ground yet. She was still alive. And they were fighting over costume jewelry. And there was so much strife. And my mom had, you know, she's like, are you going to come down for Papaw's funeral? And I was like, yes. I don't know what anybody else's memory of him was, but for me, he was the only one that would listen to me and spend time with me. And so, I mean, the divorce happened. I can remember Miss LaPrince and Papaw. That's all I had. Because mom and dad were too busy fighting with each other 
There was so much strife between them and then my stepfather, who thought he was Kung Fu Jack, would always think he could jump in. And, and um, it was a mess. And for a kid growing up, that was my stability. And then he passed. And so I went to the funeral, and I took uh, Michael. It was Michael, right? You know, Michael, he was little, man. And uh, we went, and I watched my aunts fighting like little girls. And I was so disgusted. I really was. It was disgusted. I, I was like, what is wrong with y'all, man? And then they asked me, is there anything you want? And I said, you know what? My, my papa served in the Army, and he, he worked at NASA. And I remember him having these little patches that had Snoopy on them. And I always wanted them. Every time I'd go down to Cocoa Beach and I would see him. And he would, he'd let me hold them, but he wouldn't let me take them any further than that. And I, I, they told me, hey, well, there's a um, foot locker in the, I know Teresa's heard this story a thousand times. A foot locker in the, uh, in the garage. And it was mildewed. It had been and during the flood. And I'm like, all these people are fighting over nothing. And the man's life is in this footlocker. The inspections he did on Apollo 11 and 12. Um, and, and just the, the awards. I found his hard hat for NASA. And I was like, these are the things in his time in the Army. I found something he was in. Because I was the only one out of our family that was in the Army. I was the only fool that did that. But I saw all this strife, and they weren't walking with God, none of them. And they were fighting over costume jewelry. And we have to be very mindful, like you are a follower of Christ. Don't get wrapped up into these things, right? Don't allow strife and, and, and these little things. They, they, they may seem so big at the moment, but take a step back like Abram. And hey, we need to get right first as leaders, Right? Let's work this out first. And then our herdsmen, our families, can work this out. Okay? And it's important for us to remember that we are to be peacemakers. That's what God's called us to be. We are to be peacemakers. That's hard to do, but you, you got to try. You have to try and pray for it. Uh, verse 10, And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it went, uh, was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go towards Zor. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. Very important here. Lot sees and desires. It looks good. He doesn't know anything about it, but it looks good. And that's what I'm going to take. And so what does Abraham do? He keeps his, his, his word. Okay, you go that way, we're going this way. And he does. But Lot is, is making the same decision that Eve made. Eve saw, and it looked good. Right? And you need to be very careful with that. You need to be asking God to show you exactly where your next step should go. Now, he remembers it as, the, hey, it looks just like the land of Egypt where all these all this land, you know, we had all these fruits. We had all this vegetation. We, we were good to go. We had water streams, everything. So he sees that it reminds him of Egypt. What is Egypt? Egypt is a, a place of false gods. A place where God has called him from, and yet he's seeking something similar to the place he was, where he used to live. 
So we need to be very careful. Like we don't make the same mistake that we choose something thinking, man, I remember when we were back here and we had this and you don't forget, like you were in sin back then. Why are you choosing that same thing again? Don't do that. He looked at it. He liked what it looked like and he chose it based on his sight. And then Abram in verse 12, Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan. And Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. Now, Abram went the other direction back to Canaan where he was called to go by God originally. Right? And then Lot not only goes, he he pitches towards the city. He's sneaking his way up to Sodom. Okay, that's very important for you to get because eventually when we come back to Lot, he's fixing to be in a world of trouble. He's going to be in a world of trouble. And why, why does he need to stay away from Sodom? It was exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And we're seeing a lot of that today in our world. See, we need to be very careful. Sometimes what we do is we see and we think that it's going to be better. Or we think, well, it's bigger, it's going to be better. Right? We need to be very careful with that. Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13 says, Now that I'm speaking to you of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Now how to be brought low and, and now I, uh, I know how to, to, to abound. In, every, in any and every circumstances, I have learned that the secret of facing plenty and, uh, and hunger, abundance and need, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. He's like, look, I know what it is to be brought low. I know what it is to be abound. But he's saying, I'm content. I'm content. Lot was making the same mistakes as we read Psalm chapter 1. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and his law... He meditates day and night. What do we see Lot do? Lot, Lot ends up sitting at the gates at some point in Genesis chapter 19, verse 1. The two angels came to, to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. We have to be very careful that we don't slowly move into the counsel of the ungodly, standing in the paths of sinners, and sitting in the seats of the scornful. We have to be very careful we don't do that. We are to be ones that are, are to be following the Lord and meditating on it day and night. Verse 14, And the Lord said to Abram after Lot had separated from him, Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. That was the title of our verse today, our, our, our teaching. For all the land that which, I, which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth, so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise and walk, through, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. Isn't that beautiful? Because you get the additional part of the promise that says that it's the descendants that like the dust of the earth. Who can count the dust of the earth but God? We couldn't even count the dust of the earth in this room. Because there's quite a bit of it, right? I mean, let's be real. 
But the other part of that promise that's additional is he says it's what? Forever. It's forever. The Messiah is coming. It's important for us to remember that. But he tells them, hey, look, you can roam. You can go to... uh, you can go and, and, and go to the length and the width that I give you of the land. You can move about wherever you go. He's, he's following God knowing that, hey, this promise that I've been given, if I go, God's with me. And hopefully he'll learn, but we'll see. He has problems still, like we all do, with going to God first. Are we going to God first? Seeking God, seeking His answers. And are you okay with waiting for a little bit? Uh, and before you, everybody's shaking their head, but let's remember, Abram was 75 years old. The next time he heard from God, he was what? 86. And then the next time he heard was what? 99. Are you still okay with waiting? You have to be. You have to be. Could you wait the way that Abraham, Abraham the father of faith. Very important for us to remember that. It's beautiful, you know, Uh, As we see in our last verse here, then Abram moved his tent and went and dwelt by the the terebinth trees. And those are actually cashew trees. That's what that means. Of Merimah, which are in Hebron, and built an altar there to the Lord. He builds another altar to the Lord. Merimah means vision. That's what that word means in the Hebrew. And Hebron means communion. Communion. And Abram will will have that space to move and have communion with God, time to worship God until Lot's problems become his problems that he has to deal with. Because eventually he's going to have to deal with Lot's issues and his decisions. But again, he wouldn't have had to deal with Lot's issue if he would have did what? Left Lot at home. And Lot would have been in a lot better situation. So are you able to trust God's provision? Are you content? Do you believe that God has a plan and a place for you because of what Christ did? Remember, we don't have to solve every conflict. God has a better way. We just have to stand down. A lot of times we don't want to stand down. We're struggling with trusting Him. We need to look to Christ. He's our joy. He's our contentment. In Romans chapter 8, verses 28 to 29, it says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purpose... For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to his image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among the brothers. Can we trust him? Can we be content? Can we wait and stand down when we need to stand down? A couple things, you know, just to remember from these verses tonight is uh, don't ask your wife to lie. Okay. Man, I'm going to be really hard on that one because it's like that, that should have never have happened. But he, what's crazy is he did it once and he does it again. So sometimes we make the same mistakes with our sin and we need to confess it and repent. But you need to figure out what caused you to fall back into that sin again. And you need to, if it's something ungodly, then something godly needs to be put in place of it. If it's because I've, strand, I, I've started straying from the Word of God, I started straying from fellowship, I started straying from prayer, You need to implement those things back into your life again. Are you actually reading God's Word or listening to God's Word? Are you actually trying to apply God's Word? No, I'm not doing any of that stuff. We'll get back to it. Because that's what makes it easier for you to drift and fall into sin. And then you allow these compromises in your life. 
And that's why Paul, when we look at Ephesians, talks about lying and anger, unrighteous anger that turns to wrath. And then he's going to talk about malice this week. He's going to talk about corrupt talk and, and grieving the Holy Spirit because that's what you're doing. When you're in sin, you're grieving the Holy Spirit. And eventually, if you keep it up, you're going to quench the Holy Spirit, meaning that you're going to start drifting. And it's going to be harder for you to hear the commands of God because you're not in His Word, you're not in prayer, you're not in fellowship. You start pulling away. And so we need to be seeking God. We need to be, look, Abram made some mistakes here, but guess what? So do you. What do you do with them? What do you do with them? That's, that's important. How do we handle them? Do we handle them the, uh, the way that God has called us to handle them? Like to go to Him to repent? To get right with God? That's what we should be doing. Are we, are we okay with putting our pride down and being humble and allowing the Holy Spirit to, to fix the strife and the division? Remember, what, what, what did Abram do? Leader to leader, let's work this out. And then let's get our men on board, the herdsmen, right? That's important for us to remember. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 